Today on the program, dude, I pissed on that guy's face in a Bennigan's. It's I Love You, Man. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I'm your host, Nick. Joining me today is the masturbation station to my man cave, Anthony. <laughs> I thought you said you weren't going to tell anybody that. <laughs> well, <laughs> every time I go over to his man cave, I say, get up here on the masturbation station, <laughs> pat my lap. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just, just start jerking it. Just, just jacking it. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're getting a little bit, bit personal now. Yeah, well, people need to know how the sausage is made. Pass me a na- napkin, please. <laughs> also with us via the internet, Elise. Hi, guys. Hello Welcome from the back. sunny New Orleans. Hello. Is it sunny? It is sunny today. It is cold as balls, but it is sunny. All right. So All there right. is that. Um, Anthony, I do have a question. Why do you have flavored condoms over in your masturbation station? Why, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Nick loves a banana. <laughs> it's all for me. It's all for Nick. He's like <laughs> the topicals. Yeah. Yeah, that pineapple wasn't a good wasn't 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 doing it for me. That wasn't the flavor of the condom. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I just drink a lot of pineapple juice. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are talking about I Love You, Man, from really. 2009. Directed by John Hamburg. Uh, some movie called Why Him, which I'm vaguely aware of somehow. I think I think it's Brian Cranston and his daughter starts dating Ashton Kutcher or something. And he's like, why? why? What's that called again? Maybe I have why seen him? that movie. Why Him? No, I think why I have him? seen that. Yeah. Uh, he also did Along Came Polly. Uh, pretty good Ben Stiller movie. I think pretty good mostly because Philip Seymour Hoffman is fucking hilarious in that movie. As Philip Seymour Hoffman could do, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe um, I need to rewatch it, but I don't like. That's Stella. the one that has, has like the the famous like they're playing street basketball, and this fat, hairy guy's sweaty body goes up Ben Stiller's <laughs> face and all that. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also did a bunch of random TV stuff, so not much going on with John Hamburg here. But uh, we open up, we begin our movie on Paul Rudd taking Rashida Jones to an empty lot in downtown L.A. Could be pretty creepy. Uh, yeah, I would never let Rashida Jones take me to an empty lot. <laughs> That's not how you start all of your first dates? Well, I guess it's not a first date. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a first date. Uh, they are Peter and Zoe, respectively. Uh, he's showing her the slot because he plans on making live, work, stay condos. Right? Those ones that have like businesses on the ground floor and then people live above that. God, that sounds horrible. Yeah, you never leave your building. Might as well be a farmer yeah, if you're just going to not... live where you work. <laughs> so I used to be a member of Lifetime Fitness, not sponsored, which it should be sponsored. Um, and they had like this big, huge thing that they were starting up where like they would have, I think they have like three of them, where it's apartments up top, it's their gym downstairs, and they also have access to a business center. And then below that, they were going to have grocery stores. I'm like, Why? 
it seems like we would have all learned through history that the company store and the company housing is not a good path to go down. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just like you could do it all right here and never have to deal with traffic. Oh, my God. You know, when you have to, like, go get groceries and run all your errands. What if you didn't? What if you didn't need to use money at all? What if we paid you in company script? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he's he's going to build one of those in this empty lot. And uh, also, it'd be a great place for you to have a second branch for your store. She's like, oh, my God, the girls would, would have been wanting to do a second location. So, she's got a successful store of some kind. We find out eventually. But, um, land is kind of pricey, so I can't develop it right away. But once I sell the Ferrigno estate... I should be all good to go. Should even have enough left over for the reception. She's like, what reception? He's like, well, ours, you, you stupid idiot. I thought that was suave. Oh. That was oh, a suave way to get into a whole. <laughs> and then, yeah, no, he doesn't call her an idiot. He's like, I mean, ours. And then he has a whole thing you about, I know it's only, been, it's only been eight months, but, you know, I, I can't live without you. And I blah, 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 blah. And that whole thing. And I'm like, eight months, dude. Ooh, that's. <laughs> that's moving right along i did Man. get engaged after uh three months you got engaged after three months wow yeah i mean i didn't get married for a whole entire year after that but yeah three months. you had to lock that down yeah you gotta lock that down <laughs> yeah um, little did he know i had pending <laughs> pending uh restraining orders <laughs> he was yeah. talking about a reception you're like oh my god yes 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 and he was like God damn it. It was just because my phone signal was bad. Now I'm engaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she says yes. And then they're driving back away from this empty lot. And she speakerphone calls Haley. And super jealous. Like, I can't believe you found a guy in this city, much less one that likes to go down on you. And uh, Paul <laughs> Rudd's just like, oh. Okay. And then they conference in Denise. And it's like, you know, they're they're just girling out like, oh, my God, that, that it's going to be someplace in Santa Barbara. Oh, that's where you fucked for the first time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's right. You were on your period. So it was just oral stuff. Like, you're so old fashioned. <laughs> and then they were like, it was hot tub in New Mexico or in Mexico where you fuck. And Paul was just like, oh, you told him. Oh, you told him about that, too. Oh, you. Oh, they know. all. Oh, OK, this is <laughs> perfect. This is enlightening. Yeah. Great. But I'm, yeah, they, I'm glad we have some intimate moments that are just ours. Yeah. Uh, there's even, I think it, Denise is like, yeah, you got to lock that tongue down. Yeah. <laughs> apparently Paul Rudd is, is going down on Rashida Jones on the rig. <laughs> I mean, and I, that's probably I, why he stays young. Bathing in, <laughs> bathing in the menstrual blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I'm going to try it out. No. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm so anyway, okay. Haley is played by Sarah Burns. Denise is the always beautiful Jamie Presley. Um, Jamie Presley is married to Barry, played by John Favreau. Yeah. And uh, so it cuts, like, as they're on their conference call, it cuts to her on the phone. And he's, John Favreau is the biggest asshole ever in this movie. But he's standing there. He doesn't care that she's on the phone. He doesn't care about anything. Get out. Get out of the fucking house. Get the fuck out of the fucking. He's like, I'm talking to, get the fuck out. I'm talking to Zoe. She just got engaged. I don't fucking care. Get out of the fucking house. Because he's having poker night and she's not allowed to be in the house when he's having his buddies over for poker. I have the ages of everybody if you're interested. Oh, yes. Yeah, so let's please. Oh, Rashida Jones is no, 33. 
And uh, Seagull is Seagull. Seagull is 29. Wow. Uh, uh, Jamie Presley is 32. Uh, Paul Rudd was actually just celebrated his 1,342nd birthday when this movie was released <laughs> on account of him being a vampire. Yeah. Well, that's the menstrual blood. <laughs> no, he was 40. So. God, Andy Samberg talk- is 31. Hey, Bob, we'll talk numbers. Did you know that the budget for this was $40 million <laughs> in the opening weekend? They got $17 million, And worldwide, Oof. $91 million? Well, At least it ended up making money. There you go. I'm glad. Oh, man, it feels good to have the ages and budget numbers back on the show. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done the budget numbers <laughs> just for like while. Just like pulling on an old comfy pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that this movie is also a 7 out of 10 <laughs> on IMDb? All right. <laughs> all right so anyway yeah um they're back at the at their house and she's like oh my god i've been on the phone all night i've been hogging it don't you need to call anybody he's like nah you know i'll talk to my parents tomorrow well don't you have any friends ah, the guys at work aren't really like calling the night type i'll talk to them you know what she's, huh okay and that hairstyle that he is trying to rock it's so just bad. so Paul Rudd. He's just so, so like comfortable. Yeah, it's because he's much like Wolverine in his hairstyle. When you live, <laughs> when you are nearly immortal, you can't cut your hair or anything. It's got to stay. It same. is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> when you, you're nearly you, immortal. Yeah. It's, if you shave your head, it would just instantly grow back to that haircut. Yeah, we learned Rudd. that from Interview with the Vampire feature episode when Kristen Dunst tries to cut her hair. I'm it just grows right so back. glad that I'm here and I can be able to be on that one. To interview. <laughs> Um, all New right. Orleans, so, I'm, now that I'm here, I've got, oh, I've right, got stories. Right. I've got stories to add. Are you going to go visit all the locations from the movie and already did it the, twice? Okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we did recently have the Anne Rice Memorial um, Second Line Parade, though. Oh, good. How's that? It's just like every other parade. Yeah, oh, it's pretty okay. much like every other second line parade in New Orleans, which happens pretty much almost every day. So, you know. yeah, hey, that city likes to party. <laughs> we do. That took me a long you know time what? of like, and and Rice trying to figure out what the hell Anne Rice and and libertarians had to do with each other, and then I'm like, oh, it's Anne Rand. Oh yes, <laughs> uh. I do appreciate living in this city where they don't judge me for drinking at seven in the morning, whereas in Texas you can't drink on Sundays. Hey, you guys want to come over? We can go everywhere to get blue booze out here. It's it's great. It is a booze city. Yes. Anyways, is it twenty four seven over there? Yeah. Nice. We got drive through daiquiris right. like everybody's business. Well, that's not moving tomorrow. All right, so they end up going to his parents for dinner. His mom is the absolute fucking legend, Jane Curtin, from like the OG days of Saturday Night. Live. She might be part of the original cast of Saturday Night Live. I could look it up, uh, Jane Curtin. Um, I, she's the one when Dan Aykroyd and her used to do Weekend Update. That started with the, the Jane, you ignorant slut uh, <laughs> catchphrase. Um, his brother is Andy Sandberg, and his dad is J.K. Motherfucking Simmons. Oh my God! I didn't J.K. So Simmons. <laughs> a little spoiler: was my first time seeing oh. this movie. I was so excited to see him. I'm like, anytime he's the dad, it was great. J.K. Simmons can either be like he could be a fantastic comedic actor as we see in this, or he can be the meanest motherfucker ever as he was in Spider Man and Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Like he can be an asshole, or he can be, he's just he's amazing, or he gets super jacked for no fucking reason to be. Was he 
whatever white head of the Daily Planet in those Superman movies. I just remember seeing pictures of fucking bald old 60 something year old jk simmons just jacked as fuck in a gym yeah no he was in like some prison movie or something where he was all freaking jacked up too i've seen him something like our tv show where he's like my god damn (laughs) dude (laughs) let me see that v bro (laughs) (laughs) so yes jane jane i didn't know that jane Curtin was still even doing stuff so good to see her out good to see her out now 14 years ago or 12 years ago or 13 years yeah ago. right <laughs> uh so then they're talking about how she's Pe- still walking peter uh never really had any friends growing up just just never had them um andy's very gay and Which jk is, supports I, that this is one of my favorite andy roles ever i mean because <laughs> he's just such a standard dude like he doesn't just, act gay he doesn't act it up like a, a stereotypical gay character he's just like yeah bro i'm gay what yeah. What was they say? He's like, he had a bunch of friends. Where I was like, yeah, it's because we want to suck all their all dicks. dicks. Go stop it. No, it's true. I yeah. did. <laughs> J.K. Simmons is like, my son is gay, and I support that lifestyle. And they even give each other the pound and, <laughs> and blow it up. Yeah, like, yeah, sucking dicks. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's, here's what you got to understand Peter's always been a girlfriend guy. He was always about relationships and not friendships. And then I love this bit with his dad. He's like, I have two best friends. Andy Samberg and Hank Mardukas. <laughs> Wait, your son is your best friend. That's correct. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> he keeps going back to him. Too. <laughs> brings up Hank Mardukas. Worked at the mill together for over 30 years. Yeah, I call him every Sunday. Hank Mardukas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, never, it's, it's always the full name. Yeah. Always. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> okay. Hey, Nick, I'm renaming you. <laughs> You're renaming me? Yeah, you're going to be Hank. I'm going to be Hank Mardukas? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I never worked at a mill, so. You better Not the get only it job off. I never had. Yeah. Uh, great music drop here. Underdog by local Austin band Spoon. I love Spoon. It makes me think of The Tick. Because oh, that was yeah, Battle Cry. That Spoon. Remember that song, Tog. Uh, underdog. underdog. I remember that song. It's a good song. It is. Uh, Spoon has a lot of good songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Spoon. But he's driving to work, and I like, so they're making fun of the rom-com trope, like, when someone gets dumped or rejected, and then every time, like, they go through the park, and it's all couples in love, or if they're driving along, you know, all they see is people in love everywhere. So, here, all Paul Rudd sees is everybody buddying it up, like, guys playing football in the park, and and all these people being chummy, like, everybody has best friends. (laughs) So, I like that it's a bit of the romantic comedy trope that they're making fun of here. and. Here's where we meet Tevin. He, well, he gets to work. We meet Tevin, played by Rob Hubel. Hubel? I don't know how you say this guy's name. Um, Wubble? Wobbles? H U E B E L? Weeble Wobble? I don't know how you'd say this. <laughs> Weeble Wobble. Weeble Wobble, but they won't fall down. That's no, right. they don't. Hubble. Uh, anyways, Tevin, he's got like the, the frosted tip, spiked up hair, and he's like the ultimate realtor douche. It hurts. Um, it like if yeah. you could look, if you he could plays look at a person, so he literally well. causes pain. Yeah. <laughs> you just look at him and you're like, if, "Ow!" Yeah, you're not supposed to just judge people by appearance, but you look at him and you go, "That man is a walking douchebag," and you would be correct. And this you're man like, plays this role to a T. It's fantastic. He's so good. Yeah, it's his face. <laughs> it's, it's just face. your yeah. face. <laughs> Do something about your face. So, I, I, I didn't even hear a thing you said. It's your face. I just want to punch you in it. Um, 
Anyway, so Bruce Lee stamp you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna mushroom stamp your face. So you know he's telling all the ladies at work about to get because he doesn't hang out with any of the guys. He's always in the break room with the ladies, and it's like, oh yeah, we got engaged, and I did this, and I, you know, showed her the building or the lot with the building, and then I snuck the question in, and they're like, oh my god, they broke the mold when they made you, Peter. Oh my god, she's so lucky, and whoa, I never got my chance, and all the women love Peter and how romantic he is. <laughs> women love Peter. Women and, do love Peter. I mean, he's hot. And he's, he's Paul Rudd. Hot. So hot. Um, Definitely one of the girls. So, okay. Are you done over there? No. <laughs> Purring at your microphone? Nope. She's got pictures of Paul Rudd up on the cam uh, on the screen. So, I, yeah, you can't see what I can see, but let me tell you, it's hot. Going by your reaction and what you're doing with your right hand right now, I think I can guess. <laughs> what you've got up on that screen? So I'm a lefty, here. so I ca- I call your bullshit. <laughs> a little bit of strength. Well, you have to have your left hand for your booze. <laughs> Fair. All right. So this is the first of many, many times that Tevin comes up to Paul Rudd and is like, "Hey, that Ferrigno, why don't you let me sink my teeth in that? We can split the commission. Let me get in on that." And he just knows it's going to be a huge payoff, and he's just trying to worm his way in, right? And oh man, I. I really would like to take this one on my own. You know, I'd really like to prove to myself that I can do this. Yeah, no, hey, I'm just putting on my friendship hat here, bud. Just putting on my friendship hat. Just let me know. Um, he wants to take it on his own. And is this from Ferrigno? Uh, is this where we get the old lady video? Or is that, I don't, I don't know if I just didn't write notes about it. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah some, he, my, some guy, some friend of mine sent me a video of a grandma on a Sibian. It is, what? yeah. What's a, a, what's a Sibian? It's one of those vibrating dildos that you sit on and make it come like super hard. She's squirting. Oh, oh she's a squirter. We got a squirter. And so he gets to his, Paul Rudd gets to his desk. Like, I'm sending it to you. No, I don't want it. And all of a sudden it starts playing. goes, I didn't even click it. What the fuck is going on? How does that happen? Oh my God. He's looking around all nervous. And there's just this woman screaming from his computer screen. <laughs> Damn it, I, I must have missed also because I think it was when the dad said, took him, sw- I don't even know why they were talking about it, growing up or maturing young or whatever it is, like, oh, took yeah. him swimming as a 12-year-old, had a bush like a 40-year-old Serbian. That's right. <laughs> had a speedo full of Brillo pad or something yeah. like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was talking about how quickly Peter matured, so he didn't yeah. have time, he didn't really, he was never a kid with kid friendships because yeah. he matured super early. Yeah, had a bush like a 40-year-old Serbian. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Oh my god. Anyway, he goes he has fencing practice after work and he beats Gil with this super sweet fencing move. Who gets very pissed. Gil is very angry. And we know a lot about super sweet fencing. I'm moves. so sorry. Oh, the, the words that I never thought were going to come out of my best friend's mouth. He's got some super sweet fencing. Sweet moves. fencing moves. Yeah. Well, he does. You see when he drops down to his like one hand and like to dodge the attack and then get some right in the chest. I mean, that's yeah, that's a, that's a sweet a, throw. That's a sweet pa- parlay. <laughs> yeah. Sweet parlay. That's not the same. <laughs> parlay is when you're talking. Parlay is a meeting. I know. No, it's a parfait. It's a parfait. Yeah. <laughs> it's also something you would eat, you jackass. <laughs> I agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, if I'm at a fencing competition and I hit someone in the chest with a parfait, I bet I win. <laughs> so. I bet you make a mess. Well, and then they're distracted. All of a sudden, wow, my tiny little sword <gasps> thing is in there. You me bidet the fuck out of I know it's called dude. an epi. Epe? E-P-E-E. Epi. pin. Epi pin. I don't think there's that much. Man, those are expensive. Yeah. I'm the walrus. 
I, <laughs> so anyway, he beats Gil. Well, Gil gets mad, is like chucking his fucking helmet around and screaming and cussing and everything. Um, also, Nick Kroll and Aziz Ansari are part of the the fencing gang. Yeah, two characters or two actors that you're just like the fuck. What the fuck are you guys doing the here? <laughs> so they're all in the locker room, and Gil's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I just did not see that parfait coming, man." <laughs> And he's like, no, no, you did great. Hey, what are you guys doing after this? You want to get some beers? They're like, no, we're all going up to Joshua Tree for my bachelor party. And parfaits. And parfaits. He's like, oh, I didn't even know you were doing that. He's like, yep. Tying that knot or, you know, whatever, taking that plunge or something. And we would invite you. You just don't seem like you do things. <laughs> you know, he's like, seem like a guy that has friends yeah, or that I would like to be friends with. Yeah. It's like, no, Me. no, no, it's totally cool, guys. I actually just got engaged myself. Cool. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to go. go. Yeah, yeah, I'll we'll catch you. It is so yeah. fucking awkward. And but then he even like, has a- You know what? I will say for the dudes, it was really kind of nice of them to be like, well, we, uh, do you want to, uh, we should have. Uh, yeah. I, but obviously we don't want you to come along. So yeah. if you could hurry up and say <laughs> like no. They, yeah. Please tell me you don't want to come to this. Or... And then he's has a lame joke like, listen to some you too. Oh, right, because of Joshua Tree. Yeah, that's... That hurt. <sighs> yep. <laughs> that hurt. Uh so back at home, Zoe is hosting Ladies Night. Cause it's a ladies night. Oh, what a night. And uh yeah, Jamie Presley's funny. talking about he take uh, Favreau always takes all these trips to Vegas, and Haley's like, "Aren't you worried about him cheating on you?" He's like, he's forty pounds overweight with a Jew for I want a small dick. No, I think I'm okay. The Jew for I want a small dick. Yeah, so he's like making them all root beer floats because there are other friends. Uh, she she <sighs> describes him in that way, but he married Jamie Presley, yeah, so and yeah, she's, she's got something. She stayed with him, so there's yeah. something going on. Um, probably because eventually you're going to make the Iron Man movie and be super successful. So I'm just staying here. Just going um, to park it. Uh, but they're more than just Haley and and Denise here. He, she has other friends. One of which is the the sister from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's married that's to Bill Hader. Who it was? She's <laughs> one of the friends with the awkward Zoom call. Um, but he's making them all root beer floats, even with the little pirouette. Like edible chocolate straw things, right? Which is so cute and sweet. Yeah. And he's like, got this tray full of them, and he's like going through the swinging. This house has a swinging door out of the kitchen, which is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, you got a nice place if you get that. I'm yeah. into that. Oh, give me, everybody could put a swinging door into their kitchen I, if they I really mean, my wanted kitchen to. It isn't really, it had to be a huge swinging door if it's going to be in my kitchen. It's a pretty open kitchen. Yeah. You have and an then, open floor concept, so you're super fancy. Like, yeah, but the worst part is like, oh, look at how big of a sweet he is. But the, also, you're like, God, this guy is a fucking nerd. Like, he's just yeah. come home to make hot ch- chocolates on late. Who's drinking hot chocolates on ladies' night? Me. Uh, root beer floats. Root please. beer floats. Sorry, I'm in, root beer floots. I'm Equally also lame. throwing Bailey's in there, but that's yeah, that's throw a different some booze story in for another thing. day. I bet he did. I bet he did. Maybe I would imagine. Um, but as he's going through the swinging door, which is at every door in my house, is that didn't work out. All right, so no. he overhears them talking. Like, aren't you worried about him? Like. No friends. You have like 20 women in your wedding party. It's going to be super awkward walking down the aisle by myself. Also, that means they get clingy. Like he's just going to be super clingy. No, not Peter. He would never do that. And he's just standing there like, well, this is awkward. Uh, and tries to like sneak back into the kitchen, but they catch him. 
<laughs> so he talk comes really on? quick about the whole 20 people in your fucking one side of the wedding party thing? Really yeah. quick? Because I'm like, I'm sitting there going, like, when I got married, I'm like, I wanted one, but here we are with five, and this is nonsense, and I don't want this. Why is that a yeah. huge, why do we have, like, 17 people on, like... It's like who's because you keep talking about that, I'm just thinking about how how like how ineffective leaving a room angry would be with swinging doors in your house. Like I can't <laughs> slam that motherfucker. I can't do shit. Like I'd, I'm like, no, I don't even want swinging doors. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, so you you went from the height of oh my god, this is luxury to fuck this shit. Real? Yeah, quick. no, I started thinking about it. I'm like, dude, how am I, what am I gonna do now? <laughs> like high five the door or something? Be like, ah, punched it open. <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably hit the opposite wall and then come back and hit me and now i'm laying on the floor and yeah. i'm more angry now yeah it's all t- it's all terrible it's like soft it's like the soft closed door cabinet nonsense oh yeah i hate that you're just like uh, fucking close it want to yeah, slam something yeah. i can't slam a Giggity. phone down anymore yeah i'll slam something all right <laughs> I, I, so anyway I, I caught my door banging my neighbor <laughs> turns out it was a swinging door Nope, nobody. Swingers. <laughs> Swing door. Okay. So as he leaves, he drops off the root beer floats with the straws and everything. I guess they regret telling you saying that joke. And then, you know, <laughs> hey, no problem, though, whatever. And then he walks back in the kitchen. And we just get, I got to get some fucking friends. So he goes and visits his brother at the gym, Sandy Sandberg, you know, he's a, he's a gym guy. And he's, he's like, I'm tired of <laughs> gay dudes. People. Gay dudes are way too easy. So my new games, I pick up straight guys and he's like, there's this guy doing a bench press. He's like, no, 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 man, you got it. You got it. I'm just pinkies. I'm just pinkies. This is all you. This is all you. Oh, man. Oh, that was great, man. That was awesome. And they, uh, guys, thanks. Thanks for your help. Yeah, maybe I'll see you around. I hope so. And Paul <laughs> Rudd's like, dude, that was amazing. Yeah. Did you see the wedding ring? Straight as an arrow. I'll fuck him later or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and again, he's not like being like overly no, boasting about being gay. It's just, it's who he is. It's just it's the same. Well, I mean, yeah. And if you're married for long enough and don't get sex, you're like, you know what? With anything, any port in a storm. Andy, that explains why you two are great. Yeah. All right, so he's like, Peter, to do this, you're going to have to get aggressive, all right? You're going to have to meet guys. You're going to have to ask them for a mandate. That means casual lunch, after work drinks, definitely not dinner. You're not taking them to see Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. That's a good movie. So I like how Peter is the one that tends to be the more effeminate or does, you know, he loves chocolate. And Devil Wears Prada, and he makes root beer floats with pirouette straws and all these things that you, I guess, would think would be gay or feminine features in a man. And then the brother, who is actually gay, is like, yeah, whatever, fuck him. And then he works at a gym. <laughs> I mean. The, the the role reversal, or the, not role reversal, but just like your expectations or the representation and reversal of what you would expect either of them to be. Yeah, but I mean, so I I think mean it's, not to it's be. It's cool. I, I, it is, but at the same time, like, I don't exactly think of trainers in the gym being the most straight profession like when i think of stereotypical straight professions i don't really think the dude that spends all day hanging out with other dudes other looking at themselves uh, in the mirror yeah <laughs> looking at themselves in the mirror freaking being like come on bro freaking squatting their 
freaking gooch over and he's somebody doing a bench press <laughs> and be like, you got gooch. this, you got this, you know? Like, I don't think that that's necessarily the most straightest of Nick, from now on, whenever I'm asking for <laughs> updates on your workout routine, I'm like, how's that squatching? Squashing, what? Squatting the <laughs> gooch? What the hell what did you just say? Yeah, I think squatting your You know, gooch. I think that, uh, no, I want you to go ahead and just ask that, please. Because I want you to figure that out. All right, so anyway... <laughs> Hey, bro, you mind squatting your gooch over my face so I can get this up? Thanks, bro. I'm doing a super set. for life, bro. <laughs> you, you ready to do some? You ready to do some bench presses? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. You guys ever did that, like in high school? In high school, when you'd be like spotting your buddy, and then you'd freaking like pull your balls out over his face while he's freaking trying to push it up. Never nope. did that. No, because I don't have balls. No, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> So Peter goes to poker night <laughs> over at Barry's. Favorite part of the show. I think it's just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, we got a kind of a, a montage of man meeting here. So he's going over to Barry's. Andy is talking to this guy. He's like, I'll give you five free sessions. If you take my brother out, he just needs to meet some dudes. And so the guy here is Jolo Truglio. There's <laughs> been a bunch of stuff. I know him mostly from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like you recognize him when you see him. Yeah, he's probably yeah. from Brooklyn Nine Nine, but yeah. But he's probably I might have been in Reno Nine One One and a couple of those other shows. But he's been in a lot of stuff, and so he takes Peter out to a soccer game, and this is where we find out that his voice squeaks all the time. That's his character trait is is just constantly squeaking, like like he's, he's going through puberty, but constantly. Yeah, like yeah. when he gets excited, it 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 goes from kind of hey no that's no problem, <laughs> just like super high-pitched squeak voice um so he's like trying to do the chant at the soccer game here you go baby. and his voice is cracking and peter's like oh my god i'm so fucking embarrassed right now and even other people in the crowd are like shut the fuck up and start beating him up and shit. <laughs> trying to start a wave and shit You're yeah like, oh this is the guy oh god damn it <laughs> mom sets him up on a date with doug now doug is played by thomas lennon definitely from reno 911 him in those shorts Oh, mm. Yeah, and uh, it's a pretty lieutenant awkward... Jim Dangle. Jim Dangle, <laughs> uh, pretty awkward dinner all around. Peter's terrible at impressions. You know, he's trying. I don't even remember who's trying to do an impression of at this dinner, but it just sounds like a leprechaun. Everything he does try or tries to do sounds like a leprechaun. Um, yeah. So there, and then also the last part of his montage is he uses this site called Friend Finder and sets up a lunch date with this guy. And we get there, and it's a super old man who just, I don't know, I used an old picture. Yeah, apparently a really old fucking picture, because the dude's like in his 80s. <laughs> but they have lunch anyway, you know? Um, poker night, back to poker night, it's going pretty well. He wins the card game, because he's like, oh, man, you must want all I have is a two and a seven. And Barry gets all fucking pissed off. What? You've got a two seven suited with a fucking something coming down the boat with the fucking trip queen something? I, I don't know poker terms, and neither does Paul Rudd, because he's like, I, I had no idea that it was yeah. Trip river. He won the pot. I, I, He's I, like, I, I'm, I, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know that there was rivers. I have no. I don't understand. <laughs> um, and then we move on to the beer chug game, which is funny because one of the broken lizard guys, Jay Jay Chandra Sekhar, say that yeah, three times him. fast. Uh, he was well. He was the one they had to go pick up from the streets. Who was like, yeah, hooking and beer fest. So it's just funny that they're doing beer chugging things and. You know, Broken Lizard Beer Fest. <laughs> the Beer Fest dude comes. Yeah, uh, he's one of the gangs. So they, they, you know, they do the thing where you have to 
chug and then it goes to the next person and the next person and then works his way back. So you have to be the, the anchor, the last one to do the big chug, right? And he wins. He ends up chugging it faster than Barry. And he's like celebrating in your face, in your and then just massive extreme <laughs> style. All I can vomiting. think of is all the times you've texted me that Rose had just finished projectile vomiting all over you guys. Yeah, she did that actually just yesterday. We found out that you do not give Rosemary eggs, period. No eggs at all. Eggs ever allowed ever. Because <laughs> the holding her and then all of a sudden it is, it's like when they do it in comedy movies and you can tell that the person just standing there and there's like a fire hose on the other side of their face that you can't see in the camera and it's just spraying like 20 feet out. It's like that. And she just like, and then sits there and kind of smiles and it's like four or five waves of extreme vomiting. And you're just like, well, I can't move or it'll get all over the couch and everything. So I just got to ride this out. And it, It's just extreme. It's terrible. But that's exactly what Paul Rudd did to Barry's face. Yeah. And I Barry's would, just like, get the fuck out. Get out of my, I'm so get sorry. Out get out of my house. I'm so sorry. Get the fuck out of my house. I feel like that will be. <laughs> yeah. That's you what said, I say to Rose. Rose. That's what Rose, you say get to out Rose. Of my house. <laughs> yes. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I should have never given you. I should have never had a beer chugging contest with you. <laughs> Very impressive chugging for a baby, though. Um, <laughs> so she Doug, is a good chugger. Yeah, you get a bottle made. I, I, that you put was, it in a bottle, they'll drink anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was funny when she like when she first finally got the, the hold of grasping the bottle and tipping it back. So then we put her in a little like boppy pillow and she just fucking slams back and just downs this bottle. It's, <laughs> it's impressive. Anyway, so back to the dinner with Doug, they're out front waiting on the valet, you know, and let's do this again. Yeah. And we set another dinner date for the next day or a couple of days. Right. Yeah. Whatever date. Yeah. And then he just leans in and full on kisses Peter on the mouth. Frenchism. Just... <laughs> Bruce wrenches him. French's, sorry. I was oh, curious. French's, yeah. Like the mustard? <laughs> yes. Yes, he musters him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He musters uh, him. But, I mean, you can't be mad. Never pass up a kiss from old Lieutenant Jim Dangle. That's, that's the rule. <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> uh, and he, does, he just stands there and lets it happen. And then Thomas Lennon finally ends the kiss and gets in his car and drives off. And Paul Rudd's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so he gets home, you know, and... Uh, Rashida Jones is in bed and he crawls in and is kissing on her. He's like, how was dinner? Oh, you know, it was, it was all right. Mom set me up with guys and stuff. And she's like, were you kissing somebody? No. <laughs> Your mouth is like an ashtray. Okay, yeah. I kissed this guy. Or this guy kissed me. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Questions. Yeah. Mom set me up on a date with this guy because I'm trying to meet people. She's like, okay, Peter, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, you're meeting men. <laughs> and so he comes clean like I overheard you and the girls talking about how I don't have any friends and it's going to be weird at the wedding and it's going to make the wedding party awkward so I've been trying to meet people and she's pretty understanding like oh okay well sorry we made you feel fucking terrible about yourself um, but maybe don't make out with strange men <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, oh we get yeah. engaged and now all of a sudden you're telling me how to live my life <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah Man, man, brushing. I already did twice. He really got in there. Yeah, yeah. He was he was really up in there. It's like I'll I'll use a mouthwash. You know, you don't have to do that. No, no. I think I need I need to throw chemicals Clorox. at this one. I might try Clorox. Yeah. 
So now we get to the Ferrigno open house. And I love that there is just a big old statue of the Ferrigs and all of his oh, bodybuilding pose glory. Like if I bought that house, I would not get rid of that. Oh, statue. absolutely not. <laughs> it would be. I no. forgot about this man. Genuinely forgot about this man until this movie. About Ferrigs? Mm-hmm. I love that he's even in it. It's like not something to just reference all the time. We actually get Ferrigno in this. And yeah. it's wonderful. This is where we first meet Sydney, Peter Seagal. Because this was the year after forgetting Sarah Marshall. A year, maybe two. No more than two years. Yeah. So it was it. Jason Segal's movie with Paul Rudd as the little chum. And so they just roll reversal. It's fun. That's fun. These two chaps. <laughs> um, So he's like, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not interested in buying the house at all. Oh. Yeah, it's 2008 and 2009. So this one so, came out in 2009. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sarah Marshall Sarah Marshall's 2008. 2008. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I just, you know, the food's usually pretty average. And I'm just hunting for some divorcees. You know, they got a lot of money. They're not looking for anything serious. I'm not either. You know, it's it's fucking great for me. And he's like, I appreciate your honesty. He's like, I appreciate the sun-dried tomato pesto something on the paninis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's this couple, I don't know, early 30s, you know, younger couple and guy in the super hot blonde. And uh, they're talking to Peter a bit. And then Sydney's like, yeah, I wouldn't waste any time on those. They're not going to buy. Well, he said he was interested by, you know, making an offer. He's just trying to impress that lady he hasn't fucked yet. What? How can you look? He pulled up an Asab. Don't get me wrong. Nice car. But this is fucking Ferrigno's house, right? I mean, this is what? 4.5, maybe 5 million. That car's 30K. That car's 30K. Yeah, it, it just, the math doesn't add up. Plus, he needs to fart. And he's too scared to fart in front of her. <laughs> so that means they haven't had sex yet. <laughs> She's like, what? No, I just, mean, in all fairness, it, it, you know, after, it takes at least a few times to have sex before I'm ready. Before you start him ripping rip, him, you know, unless you know, I just pass out. Sometimes sleep farts happen. Ah, really? So, Seems like when I wake up, I've built them all up oh, the night. And I, I want to say, like, like third hangout with Nick, he's like ripping farts. I'm like, this is a good friendship. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, that's a different it's type difference of difference between scenario. friendship and dating. Trying to, well, I don't, I, mean, okay, I don't know how you guys, to pretend to buy a house to get into your pants. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. So it's funny because he's like, just watch, watch. And he's doing like a play-by-play, right? And so you see the guy kind of send the woman off. He's like, go check out the kitchen, honey. I'll be right in there in a minute. I just want to look at this statue. And the guy wanders over the statue, lifts his leg up a little bit, even like lightly fans his hand. Like, <laughs> boom, that was a fart. Look at him. Crop dust in your open house. <laughs> yeah, he's I like walking. Like, Here he goes. Here it comes. Yeah. Whatever. Like, Here it goes. Like, look at him boom. pushed up. Look the way he's walking. <laughs> <And> boom. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was amazing. You called that. So then the guy comes back with the woman. He's like, yeah, pretty nice, but seems a little small for me being a big douche. And I'm Jason Siegel's. Yeah, and it smells like fart. (laughs) (laughs) This is when I'm questioning me. I'm like, am I really a 13-year-old boy? Because fart jokes just do something special for me. That's not just 13-year-olds. No, that never goes away. Yeah, that's always funny. And, And anybody that pretends like it's not is just faking. Yeah, farts, farts are, are funny. funny. <laughs> farts are very funny. So he gives Peter his business card. You know, he, if you ever want to talk about real estate, sure, whatever. Um, so they, he goes back to the gym to talk to his brother. He's like, oh, hey, thanks for setting me up with fucking Elmo over there. <laughs> and you get to see the guy helping a dude bench press. And I just love, give it all you got. Give it everything you got. Give it everything you got. <laughs> just squeaking over and over and over. What are you talking about? He's a cool guy. Yeah. Did you uh, see his position? Straight gooch on that dude's face, too. (laughs) (laughs) Straight gooch. (laughs) 
<gasps> Gooch and the motherfucking snooge. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I don't. I just have always loved that. You never think you got. You never think you got. And it goes through my head at random times. I don't watch this movie very often. It's not like I'm scrolling through I'm like fuck you. But that right there. I don't like at work at random times. I just want to start squeaking. I'd give it everything you got. Uh, and, and if somebody's actually doing something straining and you start going, <laughs> then they're just going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Dude? They'll drop it. <laughs> it's or hilarious to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's not. Everybody else like, it's a freaking psycho, dude. I don't know what's that, wrong with him. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> um, so he gets back to work and he decides to call Sydney. Boss vasectomy. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor did not give it everything he got. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it was because I was yelling, give it everything you got. <laughs> As if, you know, I'm trying to encourage the doctor to do good work. There's the snort I miss so much. <laughs> so we get back to work and he leaves a long rambling voicemail on Sydney's phone. It, embarrassing. And he just keeps going. <laughs> and digging the hole deeper and deeper and being more and more awkward. I, I didn't write any of it down. Just, you know, no, I should have. Yeah. Open house. And, you know, if you want to. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, oh, I didn't even bring up uh, real estate or uh, uh, and it's 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 painful. And he always ends everything with something just to the cringiest. The whole yeah. thing is cringe. But then the, the end, whatever he ends it with is just the like, yeah, yeah, he says something like, all right, a lot. In them and some <laughs> what? And yeah, he always hangs up the phone. Trying goes, to say gooch, gooch. Yeah, God yeah. Damn it. Every time he hangs up the phone, he goes, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" <laughs> um, goes to visit Zoe at work, and uh, I like Jamie Presley's talking about you're not supposed to eat fish if you're trying to get pregnant, which Barry and I are. Rashida Jones is excited. Haley goes, "Ew!" And they look at her like, "What?" Oh, I'm, now I'm picturing you and. Barry having sex and he's so hairy. Why are you picturing that? I don't know. I can't help it. It was just, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop. Um, yeah. Stop having sex. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it really matters who the other end of that is. If Jamie Presley's involved, it could be Joe dirt being her brother. I don't care. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I'm not your sister. We can have sex if you want. I'm your sister. (laughs) Would it help if you thought I was your sister? I this found hurt. out later she wasn't my sister. <laughs> found out later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so while they're there, and he's like, oh, you know, I was just kind of in the neighborhood, thought I'd swing by, say hey. And then his phone rings, and it's Sydney, and they, yeah, I can I can be to Venice by 5 o'clock or whatever. And he hangs up, he's like, yeah, that was Sydney. I, I'm going to meet him for, for beers. And they're like, oh, great. And Haley, great, you found a guy, and I'm single. Uh, <laughs> I'm so yeah. Why has everything got to be about you? Because I'm single. So everything's about me. Okay. Just fucking deal with it. That sounds um, like so many people that I know personally. Yeah. So they meet at this place called James Beach down on, on Venice, which I've been to just off the boardwalk. I went there. Yes. Because of this movie. Because <laughs> they went there. And I was like, is that a real place? Or is, you know, there's a, just because of the movie. No, it exists. And it is known for its fish tacos. So of course went there. They are not as good as this movie would like you to believe. I've only been there like twice, and one of them was to have the freaking 405 drinks with you. Oh, yeah. That wasn't James Beach, though, but that was Venice, yeah. That's yeah. right, like, right around there. So that's like on the boardwalk. That uh, There's mm-hmm. a bar that tries to look like it's a library, but all the drinks, uh, or they have a special 
section on their menu called natural disasters where you get like a mudslide something called an earthquake 405 uh, wildfire and then the 405 which is a highway is <laughs> one of their natural disasters um, and they're disaster. they're the ones that are like, they're probably ten dollars a drink but it's like there's five different liquors it's like a long island iced tea where it's like five different boozes and then some we were like we could either nice. we could either try to fight traffic or we can go get drunk for a little while we can instead. drink for a while yeah. uh i think they even limit you to two of them because they're uh-huh. pretty intense but yeah so james beach is there and it's really not that because the best fish tacos i ever had were in rocky point mexico which is about 60 miles south of the border when is when i was living in arizona and you can drive down there and it's like a little resort town it's on the it's on the bay side of the of the west coast of of mexico Mm -hmm. and i'm just like sitting on the beach on a towel and this this kid comes up and he's like hey i had like some beers with me so i'm drinking beers this kid comes up he's like hey you want to you want a cigar i'm like shit yeah so he sells me a cigar and then this other guy's like hey you like some tacos and i'm like well shit yeah i want some tacos and i'm like where did you even get these tacos from you know but from the dumpster buy some tacos so i got just beers cigars tacos sitting on the beach i'm like this is I mean, those tacos could have had a turd in it, not if it's the best thing ever. <laughs> but they know. were delicious. Like I'm like, this is living. Fuck you. That sounds like a magical day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L I V I N. Yeah. No, um, it wasn't even with me because she got so sunburned on the first day that she had to stay inside the rest uh, of the time. <laughs> poor man. Oh, no, curse of being a redhead. I guess. Are you you sure I can go out by myself and lay on the beach relaxing just solo? Oh, okay. I'm gonna miss you. She so wasn't gonna much. argue because her skin hurt Get so on. bad that if I looked at her too hard, she got mad. <laughs> so it hurt. Oh, her poor little redheaded cuteness. <laughs> uh, so it's a pretty good scene, you know. They're having fun talking. We get some Andre the Giant impressions. <laughs> oh my and god! They, be, they even One talk of those about had to be like. A random take that actually got Paul Rudd because I thought I'm like that's a legit spit take. Oh yeah, I mean I think that's one of those like you guys just riff for a while. We're gonna pull from the Judd Apatow book and just let you guys riff for a while because it's like fast cuts, you know, as they're drinking beers and then kind of eating tacos and then drinking beers and they move from their table up to the bar. So move locations a bit, um, but it's funny. You know, they're just bantering. They're talking about hybrids. He's like, no, that's fucking terrible. What is so good for the environment? Do you mean hybrid vehicles? I thought you were talking I thought about you meant animals. hybrid animals. <laughs> what the, what fuck the fuck is, is a hybrid animal? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's much better than the Doug dinner. Uh, he does bring up the sex life. It's like, why am I talking to you about this? Because sex is a natural yeah. thing. It's something we all do, but yet we're not supposed to talk about it. Come on. We're just animals. <laughs> like, he has a way of... Hybrid animals? Yeah, it's like not really sweet talking, but he's just it's always like, come on, we're we're men. We're basically beasts. This is what we do. It's a me. I get everybody talking about things that they probably shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, and that's I get so excited when I get any I'm just like just sitting in a restaurant by myself having dinner or whatever, and some guy over across from me is like, Hey hey bro, I I got a blowy last yesterday. You want (laughs) No, but that doesn't surprise me. Ask you about (laughs) tell you about these things. You have one of those faces. You, just, you got a face for blowies. So, <laughs> so yeah, this word speaking, and we find out that our sex life is great. Uh, your voice went up again. You're lying. <laughs> you're obviously holding something back. Come on. I'm just straight. I don't know this person. What's going on? So sometimes I, I wish that said something along those lines. I, I wish sometimes that she up the pooper. No, what? No, God, no. <laughs> Well, kind of, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. I just wish she kind of like giving oral some more, you know, like I guess she, there's not a lot of, not a lot of foreplay in their sex life. Anyway, so 
they get super drunk, eat lots of tacos, and they have a weird goodbye. He's nicknamed Paul Rudd's character since he's Peter. He names him Pistol, Pistol Pete, which I think was an NBA player. Right, yes. And then, uh, and then uh, as they're like leaving, you know, Sidney's getting on his little Vespa to take off. He's like, all right, Jobum. What? What? I don't, I don't know. You called me Pistol. I just, I just called you Jobum. I'm drunk. It's like, okay, well, you get home safe. Yeah, I'm going to take a cab. And I do love this weird, awkward, like, stiff-legged dance move he's doing as he's trying to look up a cab number on his I phone. He's like, cab this weird fucking dance thing Paul Rudd's doing. It's hilarious. Um, So now... <laughs> he's all drunk. He's taking a cab. Meanwhile, friggin' uh, Seagal, whatever his name is, jumps on his scooter and takes off. He's like, all right, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving you here wasted, guy I've just known for an evening. Um. Back at work, Tevin's still trying to get on. Why don't you let me get in there and fucking, I can help massage your numbers on this Ferrigno deal. You know, how many bus ads? What's your bus ad situation? I don't, I, I don't have any. Well, see, there's a problem, man. You got to step up your game. You got to get your face out there. My face is on urinal cakes, bus benches everywhere. People come across me and they say, I think I've, I've seen your face somewhere. That's right, friend. Because you've pissed on it. Because <laughs> every, every Olive Garden, Bennigan's, Something and something like all these. He lists off a bunch of chain restaurants. Every one of them has a urinal cake with my face on it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I appreciate your offer to help, but I still really would like to do this one solo. I was like, hey, all right, I'm just trying to help. I'll try to help. And so he just he never ever wants to be at work. So he's calling Sydney again. He's like, yeah, I'll meet you down on the boardwalk. You know, uh, I'll see you there. I'll see you another time. That's that's confusing. I don't know if that means you're going to be. No, I'll 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 be there. Sorry. <laughs> okay, pistol. Litrus on the menjay. <laughs> and he just hangs. I was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I'm like, so it's so where cute. he's trying so hard to make a friend, and he's just trying so hard to be like cool or something. But he's just chill. Terrible, terrible at it. Um. So then, like, they're walking along. He has his dog he named Anwar Sadat because he looks exactly like Anwar Sadat. Uh, and apparently the estate of Anwar Sadat did try to sue because they weren't appreciative of this bit of the movie. <laughs> um, nothing ever came of it. But then he also poops, and a guy steps in the poop and tries to yell at him, and he, like, freaks out, and he's like, why don't you mind your own fuck And scares yeah. the guy away. He's like, we're men. We've got this rage inside of us. And to pretend we don't is... It just goes against nature. And they end up below the docks screaming. He gets Peter to find Yeah, he ends up gets him to unleash and his, his and, primal screaming. And then uh they end up at back at the man cave, which his detached garage he's just turned into we, at no point do we ever ever go inside the actual house. We're only ever in his detached man cave. Which sounds suggestive. Which seems weird because he's single, so he has the entire house that could be yeah whatever he wants it to be. But this no, this is a man cave. No women are back. So yeah, like he, what's going on over there? And we see a side table with a box of tissues, some condoms, and a bottle of lotion. It's like, oh, this is where I jerk off. <laughs> and the and the the condoms I wear them when I masturbate. What? I always get this. Look, it decreases sensitivity, so I can last longer. Plus, there's no sticky mess to clean up. No, okay, that makes sense. That makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. You're the one that's doing it. Like you can control it yourself. If you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm about to bust, but I want it to last longer, ease off, big guy. Come on, <laughs> we got all afternoon. <laughs> you know? Also, hey, yeah. I'm gonna wear a condom while I'm doing this. They're expensive. 
This yeah. is what you do. You, you get yourself a paper towel, you poke a hole in the middle, and then you put your member through that hole, and then lube it all up, get to business, and then, oh, I'm about to blow, and I'm ready now, because I'm not going to ease off. It's time to charge forward. This is going to be a monster. And then... Oh, one hand, then you use your other hand and you grab that paper towel and I'm making the motions with it right now, but you can't see it. <laughs> Nick it's, is trying not to look at me. And then, yeah, we're sitting on like, the same couch. You, gra- <laughs> you grab the paper towel and just slide her off the end as she shoots, catch it all in that paper towel, throw it away. Business is over. You know, time to get back to work. Make sure you wash your hands. Yeah. My time face. to leave the port john Time to leave the port john Oh, <laughs> If you can get off at a port job, ah, holy shit, my hats face off hurts to you. From <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're talking about all this masturbating. He goes, so when your divorcees come over, do you hide that? He goes, fuck no, this is the man cave. Women aren't allowed here. Got a masturbation station for God's sakes. <laughs> he doesn't do like I got a masturbation station. <laughs> so then he sees the whole band set up, you know, and they talk about jamming. Oh, rush. Dude, Rush is the greatest band of all time. Yeah, but I mean, how about of all time? <laughs> Jason Gully makes face like, what? Pretty sure I just said that. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, we should totally jam sometime because Sydney plays guitar. Paul Rudd, you know, I, well, I used to slap the bass around a little bit. So they're they're gonna gonna jam sometime. All right, now we get back to work. Ferrigno calls and is pissed off. Like, there's, I've got a few bites. Bites. I don't want any fucking bites, Peter. Well, you're going to do another open house and nobody cares about your fucking sandwiches in your fucking open house. Just sell my goddamn house, Peter. Um, Which just kind of made me wonder, like, I, I, Lou Fregno's deaf, but uh-huh. he spends a lot of time on the phone. So is there like, yeah. is he not entirely deaf? Is this like a, is I don't a think technology? He's, or? I don't think he's entirely deaf. I think he just has like hearing issues. I'm not sure. I don't know that he's entirely deaf because, yeah, he... Totally has conversations. Yeah, I mean, like he's talking on the phone and he's talking to everybody. So um, obviously, it's not an issue in this movie, or at least one that they're not—they're not acknowledging. Just, yeah, acknowledging. Well, I mean, whatever. I'm deaf in one ear, and, and nine times out of ten, most people don't know until they're like, "That's our seventh time saying the same damn thing to you." But okay, <laughs> deaf in one ear and can't can't hear out of the can't other. Hear out of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm mostly, but that's very much self-inflicted from. You did that to yourself. Standing next to from all that rocking, <laughs> and uh, standing right next to drum set. Standing next to Theron's crash symbol is terrible. Um, here we go. That'll do it for you. As, as a child, he suffered from an ear infection that resulted in permanent partial hearing loss. So just partial. Yeah. Here we go. See, he kind of talks in a me- in a way not yeah. not to say that it's bad, but he talks in a way that would lead a person to believe that he was entirely deaf. Yes, kind mm-hmm. of that. That slurred speech a bit. Um, so he's yelling it, and he's or, you know he's pissed off that his house isn't selling. And during this, Sydney shows up, and he's like, "You wouldn't like me when I'm angry." And starts acting like he's hulking out while Paul Rudd's trying to fucking have a business phone call. Um, and he's like, "Nah, I just dropped out of work aboard. Let's fucking let's go do something." So they end up back at the man cave, jamming out to Tom Sawyer, um, rocking out, playing their Rush. And drinking Heineken. And drinking Heineken. Which, as are we. Both yes. two of us. And we're also r- rocking out to Rush. Yes. Yes. I'm definitely drinking Heineken. And then he gets back I home. And he, 
and he's talking to uh, Rashida Jones. Like, what do you guys do for hours? Oh, you know, we just hang out, whatever. We we've been jamming. We've been jamming. Like, <laughs> and you know, it's like you play an instrument. Yeah, I slapped the bass. I had no idea. And so, oh my, I just, I my whole note here is just a whole slap the bass scene because <laughs> I slapped the bass. Was that a Jamaican? No, it's. That, why is everything really? in you sound like a fucking leprechaun? He's like, I slap at the bass, man. She like tries to help him out. He's slap at the bass, man. <laughs> it's it's literally oh, this my is painful. Entire... It's everything else he does in this. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, my entire kinda... text conversation with Nick last night was slap at the bass back and forth. Slap at the bass, man. And he's like putting different weird emphasis on it, and then he finds out she's never heard Rush, and he, she's and he's like, "Are you ready to get?" fucking socks rocked off you he's like i'm ready and he just opens his laptop and plays limelight but it's through his computer speaker so you can't even hear it <laughs> and she's like leaning down and she's like yeah okay i guess well it sounds better you know through actual speakers and everything but i slap on the bass she's like stop stop it <laughs> slap on this stop it please and he just gets more animated and he has his arms up high it's like is that is that how you play well no normally i play down here but Airbase is way better up here. He like does the same where like licks his thumb. That's the slap. Uh, slap on the ass, man. It's God, it's fucking great. He's like running around the living room, and she's just like, "Oh my god, fucking stop it! Just stop it! Just stop!" Um, this is the anti-moisture. Is basically yeah. what. She but say. then she does come around, and by the end, she's like All teared right, up, me. laughing. Yeah. So that he just needed that one last ass, man, and boom, gush. It's just nothing but slapping the bell. I think when you start licking <laughs> licking your thumb and slapping it on stuff, that's what that's what got her. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> gotta lick that thumb a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's a different kind of bass. <laughs> a little dilling on a bass. <laughs> so uh so now we get to this engagement party where Sydney finally gets to meet everybody, right? Meet Zoe. Uh, Haley is immediately throwing herself at him. I'm drinking sex on a beach because, you know, <laughs> you never know or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some, some, some innuendo was said in Sydney's like, wow, on the first date, maybe sometimes, you know. <laughs> and she is just like very obvious that she wants to Slap into base. And Barry's a huge asshole. He goes way up. He goes immediately up to the bar. He's like, "You said this was just a swing by. This isn't a. This is an engagement party. I never said this was a swing by." <laughs> and what was it? I don't know Peter. You've met him twenty fucking times. I don't know him. That, that was earlier. Never met him. That was earlier. Met like twenty movie. times. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know him. But uh, so I'm they get there. Using that. <laughs> what? I don't know him. I don't know. Twenty. You met him twenty times. I don't know. Yeah. So you know, Peter's trying to talk to him. Like, hey, do you play anything? No. Oh, I thought because Sydney and I, you know, we play. I don't play anything. <laughs> oh, we've just been jamming out a bit, you know, and uh, I don't play anything. You have a piano at your house. Yeah, I don't play it. <laughs> well, why? Why is it there? I don't know. Movers put it Big there. Writer. Big writer put it there. Okay, well, I just okay. I'm gonna go see if the table's ready. He just fucking walks off. <laughs> He's such a dick. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so now we get you know the thing where they. Well, it was like their first date. They had dinner there, and it's fitting that they're doing the engagement party there, and everybody's giving toasts. And Andy Samberg is there with the straight guy he picked up at the gym earlier. Yeah. And Paul Ruddy just looks at him, and he like mm-hmm. does the like the the little yep nod because he totally shagged the straight guy. How you doing, nod? 
Yeah. And so this is where Sydney gets up to give that awful speech about, man, you've one of, one of the most genuine, nice, honest people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And he's a pleasure giver. <laughs> so he, so give back, give it back. Just give it back. It's not a hard concept. Just give, just it, give back. it back. And you'll have a long pleasure field. I would be life so together. mortified. Yeah. So mortified. And so, of course, everybody looks awkward. <laughs> I would have just looked over at my parents and been like, <laughs> like done the whole finger, thumb, thumb in the mouth, like push. <laughs> like, oh, it's because I don't. Because like you know, your dad it. would give you a high five because <laughs> who's the actor? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm surprised that it wasn't a line about. Oh, he must really. She doesn't blow him, and he still wants to marry her. Wow. Uh, so on the drive home, obviously she's pretty pissed at first. Like you told him about that. You can't talk about that. And he, he brings up a lot of good fucking points here. He's like, okay, what about the fucking hot tub in Mexico? What about yeah. this place? What about the place in Santa Barbara? You share every kind of detail with your girlfriends. Yeah, but that's different. No, it's not. Like, I would like some things to be just us, but you have no problem sharing all these intimate details. And, you know, if he wouldn't have brought this or if I want to talk to him about this, then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. She's like, okay, that's a good point. And she talks about how she likes to do it, but her last guy or whatever yeah. was oh. like, her last boyfriend didn't like it. And he's like, who, what guy doesn't like blowjobs? She goes, hey, he had a lot of weird intimacy issues, kind of cringed whenever I touched him and all this. It's <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm not saying let's, let's just rush home right now and start getting on them blowies, but you know, like, this is a good thing we're talking about this. We don't have to rush home. We can do it on the right. We ride. can do it on the right. That's right. <laughs> Zoe. Zoe. Hey, Zoe. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> I mean. Jesus, take the wheel. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> give it back. Just give it's not it a back. hard concept. <laughs> kind of is a hard concept yeah. now. So then then we do uh, a, our double date. Peter, Zoe, and then uh, Sydney and Haley. They're out golfing. And he hates like, no, I don't. I don't play sports with women. Like, I, I don't. don't. I never want to do this. He's like, dude, you basically told my fiance to give me blowies in front of the entire family. You owe me. <sighs> okay, that's a good point. Yeah, all right, I'll go. But yeah, the whole time he's like, this is my nightmare. Because oh, yeah. she's, uh, you know, Peter's helping Zoe with her swing and they're being all cute. And Haley's like playing terrible. I don't know if she's really that bad or if she's trying to play terribly hoping Sydney would come over and do the same thing <laughs> but she's like awful at it he's just off not even watching like no you're doing great that's good that's a good job that's awesome <sighs> and then she does finally hit it and it chips really hard and like hits him in the leg and that's when he's like fuck <laughs> what the fuck this is my nightmare fuck this fucking fuck yeah. shit <laughs> yeah he didn't, makes no secret about his unwillingness no, to dumb and now he's like i told you this is my nightmare this is my nightmare this is my nightmare <laughs> and at one point these other golfers come up and they're all pissed off like you guys are taking forever you're really holding us up and they're like well Haley needs to learn the game right peter and he's like, uh no there is kind of a protocol about this thing on the golf course like we are kind of being a problem and this is when Haley's like Okay, fuck this, and throws her golf club and just walks off. Sydney goes, no, don't go, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's usually me if I'm on a golf me? course. Is that I'm like, oh, just no, play through, play through, play through, play through. I'm terrible. I'm over here in that freaking yeah. tall weeds looking for my ball. This is why I stick to mini golf. <laughs> yeah, mini golf way better, way better. <clears throat> Peter Pan mini golf best. Peter Pan mini golf right here in Austin, Texas. It's a good time. Yeah, I've never us. been there. Please sponsor the show. We just need sponsors. We do. 
tired of spending all this money. They let you BYOB while you mini golf. It's awesome. Yeah. You got to BYOB. Really? BYOB golf? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess technically. And I mean, golf is BYOB. Right? Yeah. I mean, they want you to buy from the clubhouse, but fuck them. Oh, well, yeah, this, I mean, it's just a mini golf, so it's not like there's a right, clubhouse. Right. Nah. Yeah. But you just got to be out there drinking, playing Peter Pan putt putt. PPPP. Awesome. There he is. So then uh, we get a call from Sydney. He's finding out there's a surprise rush show. He's like, no, it's Sunday. We always watch HBO on Sunday. He's like, dude, you can watch fucking pay for premium cable network television anytime. This is the fucking rush. It's HBO. Uh, and it's not. He makes a good point. Yeah. It's the holy triumvirate. <laughs> okay, can I invite Zoe? And so then it cuts to, you know, Peter, Zoe, and Sydney at this Rush concert. And they actually did film this. You know, they showed up and set up to... This wasn't like footage from a concert. They put on a thing to film for the movie. And then stuck around and played like an hour show nice. or something. Just got like a free Rush show. The Canadians are so nice. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Zoe's getting pissed off because Peter and Sydney are like... At each other, like look at each other's bases, and <laughs> yeah, it's like straight being super, on the no, third no, no. wheel on a date, and she yeah. wasn't he's in the it. Axe yeah. Man. yeah, he's the axe man. But oh god, all I want to do is watch an entire Rush concert with Paul Red on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> like, just you having fun, buddy? Yeah, yeah, we're having fun. I was gonna be shitty. I'm like that wouldn't give him much height. <laughs> he's probably. I bet he weighs a ton. What with all his bones being coated with adamantium. <laughs> <laughs> He's just all the powers of Wolverine and none of the attitude. Yeah, yeah. He's like the friendly Wolverine. He's yeah. the friendly neighborhood Wolverine. He's like Michelangelo Wolverine. Yeah. of Wolverines. Yeah, you never see his claws because he don't need to use them. He'll talk you down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um. So yeah, when they get back home, they're fighting, and she's like, "I feel like I'm losing you to Sydney." He's like, "What? What the fuck are you even talking about?" It's like I was just standing there while you fucking licked each other's bases. There were a lot of guys licking each other's bases. <laughs> and uh so she yeah it's like we were just going over the set list i don't understand what you're so pissed off about and uh but at one point sydney asks him like why zoe how are you so sure she's the one you know all you've ever done is date from one to the next so how do you know dater. she's the one as opposed to just you know one and he's never doubted before but now he's kind of doubting and he does bring that up to zoe which is a problem she's like no it's not the doubting that's an issue like this is a huge deal so that's natural to to be apprehensive but you talk about it with sydney and not me and it's not until after that that suddenly you bring this up when we're like a fucking week out from the wedding and this is this is kind of problematic so i'm gonna go stay with denise um and then they still go and try on tuxes <laughs> And then he was like, whoo, dodged a bullet there. Yeah. And then he lived the rest of his life with money and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> what are you holding up? I can't see that. It's a Funko of some 3D. I can't 3D tell. Funko. Oh, Gremlins Funko. Nice. All right. <laughs> I thought it was something relative to I Love You, Man. Since... Nope, not at all. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so they go to try on Tuxes, and, you know, he has your standard, like, fancy dinner tux um which you don't want for a wedding but well, black, it, it's your typical black and white tux I yeah mean, it's not a bad tux i mean it's fine no it wasn't bad too, but he makes you know so he's like hey not, let me take some good. action shots and he's like i don't know what that you're you're <laughs> pretend you're james bond you're like the sexiest man in the world you're the fucking super spy and of course he's paul rudd or peter 
you know, so he's awkward yeah. as shit. And he's, Timothy the, Dalton. The, the bag money pussy. <laughs> and he's just terrible at it. He's like, are you having a seizure? What, what are these poses you're doing? <laughs> this isn't this isn't working at all. He does finally get it, and he takes a few pictures. And he does also talks him into trying on this blue tux. Like, fucking get out of your shell a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's blue. I can't wear blue. I could never pull that off. Well, Because you fucking doubt yourself. Same with Ferrigno, man. You keep saying you're trying to. Try implies that you have... The possibility of failure. You just got to fucking say you're going to do it and you're going to fucking do it, man. Dude, that's true. I would never wear a tan a tan suit, but like when I see a dude wearing a tan suit or like a blue suit, I'm like, I wish I had that confidence. Like, yeah. I wish I could do that. Just we do see it. You guys wearing all sorts of crazy shit. It's not about, oh man, they can pull it off and I can. It's that they they want to pull it off. It's the confidence they're rock? wearing yeah. it with. Yeah. That, that and then the people that talk shit on it, they're just like velvet? jealous that they can't, they don't got yeah. that confidence. Yeah. yeah. You so, just got to rock I mean, the red velvet when you want I'm over here in my tuxedo tee. Being like, damn, I wish I had that confidence. That's that right. Blue tuxedo tee. Sometimes you just got to perm up your hair, put on a crushed velvet purple suit, and just be the most macho motherfucker in there, Prince. Let's not talk Get about my out. outfit today. <laughs> Do what? Don't talk about my outfit today. Talk shit on Prince if you want, but Prince was with your girl while you were doing it. Yeah, that's goddamn right. <laughs> um, so yeah, he gets some photos taken, and then like when he's going in to try on the blue tux... It's like, hey, you know, all my money is tied up in like a series of investments and stuff. Like, I don't have any liquid assets right now. Uh, you mind if I borrow some money? Oh, what are you thinking? You know, uh, eight. Oh, eight, eight thousand dollars is a lot of quiche. He says quiche because <laughs> he's Peter. He can't ever say anything yeah. cool. And I love during this, Doug Thomas Lennon walks up. He's like, oh, already moved on to someone else. I see. You know, it takes a lot of guts to share perfectly enjoyable beautiful dinner with someone and never call them again dog that's not what no you're a whore peter you're a whore <laughs> fuck you so good though he's so good he's so good at it and he looks he looks at city he's like i could explain that oh i would love to hear this yes i need <laughs> you're a whore peter yeah you're a whore peter and after the whole cigarettes thing, the whole time I'm just thinking of of forest gub like she tasted a lot cigarettes <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, you know, they're walking along and they're at the Grove, which is supposed to be like a farmer's market in L.A., but it's like everything else in L.A., so it's pretentious and it's pretentious 20 times as expensive as it should be. And it's I mean, terrible. to be fair, it does have like a little area that is a... Well, there is technically market, a kind of farmer, farmer's market, but everything's so... Everything and it's, there's like super specific, like that's where the American dolls, you know, remember those American dolls? I remember my sister was really into those American dolls. There's a whole <laughs> store specifically for American dolls there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really oh, specific totally boutique type shopping, and then a uh, farmers market. So but that's annoying. what they're walking through. It's where he's so like, yeah, "You know what? I'm going to give you that loan. It's the least I can do for my best man." <gasps> what? I'm going to be your best man? Oh, I was thinking New York dolls. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's way oh, off. Damn, different. <laughs> and so he's like, "Of course, I'll be your best man." And they hug each other, and Doug walks by again. You're a whore, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, where, where, where at? now he's walking his dog again. Um, he sees Tevin talking to Lou Ferrigno. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" And he storms over there and confronts him. Starts yelling at Tevin and Ferrigno's like, "Who the fuck are you?" He's like, "No, listen here, Hulk. You were fucking working with the best guy ever. You need to stick with Peter fucking Hulk." He's like, "Okay, stop calling me Hulk." <laughs> and he gets up and I don't know even know how old is Ferrigno in this movie. Oh, I didn't even look that up. Uh still just massive i mean he is he won 
Mr. Universe. I don't know if he ever did Olympia. on my list. But massive. This man is still in incredible shape. And he just stands up. And during this, Zoe calls Peter. And he's like, what? I... I, you know, I can't hear you very well. And she's like, what the fuck is happening back there? He's like, I, you know, Sydney's yelling at Lou Ferrigno. Who the fuck would try to fight Lou Ferrigno? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and did you find it? Um, yeah, he was uh, 58 in this movie. 58. Jesus Christ. And just still so jacked. Get on you, Ferrigs. So, oh, I, I was preemptive. <laughs> so this is where they have their fight. <laughs> Well, earlier when he was questioning why Zoe was the one, that was just him and Sydney. Now he's talking to Zoe about his doubts. And, you know, Sydney asked the question, oh, I'm doubting. And she's like, yeah, no, it's not. Doubting is natural, but you talk about it with him and not me, Bubble. So she goes to stay with Denise and he does his angry drive. Or as I say on the show, he deals with his man emotions. And in movies, when you have man emotions, you have to get in a car and drive alone. See Rocky It's the only way. Oh it's yeah, or or a long walk or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's got to have travel involved. Yeah, and usually a song describing exactly what's happening. It's got to have forward but momentum. Not a bicycle though. Don't do it on a bicycle. You can't have man emotions on a bicycle. Oh no, 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 no amount of confidence can pull Manny. that off. No, unless you're Manny. Manny. <laughs> yeah, I haven't he, seen Manny on a bicycle. Hit by a car? So that's yeah, I don't do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> In his defense, that was definitely not. That wasn't on him or his man emotions. That was the driver of the car in their man emotions. Yeah, well, maybe, I mean, maybe the guy, the man emotion aura distracted the driver. <laughs> and then he got yes. hit. Could have been it. Um, Legit so during this drive is where... Also, you can do it on a jet. You can fly a plane and have man emotions. Also. Oh, that's true. That's actually the peak man emotions. That is. Unless you are an astronaut, in which case, that's even better. I was going to throw that out there. Yeah. Take it, I'm taking the International Space Station out for a ride. I got to deal with some shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we turn All right. Fuck you, I'm Buzz Aldrin. Get out of my way. <laughs> so as he's doing his man in motion drive, he starts seeing all these billboards. So those pictures that Sydney took of him in the tux, he's photoshopping in, you know. So some of them he's looking like James Bond. Some of them his head on like a model's body and a Speedo and... Some of him in bed. It's all and, terrible, like little sayings and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah just, they're they're corny as shit. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? Me? Fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, what the fuck? And it's just more this fucks out of Paul Rudd's man, mouth than you've ever heard before. One? Yeah. Oh, no. The leprechaun is at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The leprechaun's at the very end. So now he's like, okay, this is this is terrible. So he goes and confronts Sydney, which... Not that it, it, but he's driving down Sunset Boulevard. He's heading east down Sunset Boulevard, like towards downtown when he sees all the billboards. And then suddenly he's at Sydney's place. Sydney lives out in Venice. So he would have had to turn around, loop back through the hills onto the other side. I, I'm just saying that for him to go and confront Sydney, that's like another two hour turnaround from what he was doing yeah. anyway. That's just I was not sitting a, here going, this is just, not oh, no, time wise working. This is not how LA uh-uh. works. <laughs> but he ends up at Sydney's and confronts him and you know like look ever since I brought up what we talked about she's fucking pissed off and she moved out of the house it's like why would you fucking talk to her about that I, I don't know because I tell her everything oh you told her you jacked off to her picture well no but <laughs> but I'm sick of you and your fucking rules we could talk about this but we can't talk about that or I could talk about like just just fuck off I think you're just what you're jealous of what Zoe and I have and you're alone 
I have a ton of friends who are all moving on with their lives and having kids and doing shit. And you're not like, you're just being lonely because everybody's moving on, but you, and you're trying to fucking keep other people down with you. So you don't have to grow up. Ouch. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> deep knife in that one. <laughs> and then the whole thing about chocolate. You know, the best night I had in recent memory was Zoe and I with a bottle of wine and washed chocolate. You mean chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, with Johnny Depp. It's chocolate. You're not French. It's fucking chocolate. <laughs> There's no E, motherfucker. It's chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> and then he's like, I need my season two Lost DVDs back. Zoe's really concerned about what's going this on in that. breakup of this, this duo hurts. I know. <laughs> Zoe's really curious about what's going on in that cave they found or something. <laughs> He's like, no, yeah, no, no problem here. <laughs> it's just the weirdest dude breakup. The Melanie dude started breakup. watching that show and I was watching it with her for like the first season and a half. And then I'm like, all right, this is stupid. I'm out. Like, and I didn't worry about it anymore. I was like, no, I don't like it. This is dumb. I had a roommate for a while who was all about it. And like, like it seemed really good eh. for a while. And then it just kind of seemed like, like uh, they don't even know how this is going to end. No, it was Sergeant Steve. Like, I don't know how it's going to end, but the people creating the show also don't know. how. And this it is turns out end. when the show ended, they still didn't know how it's going to end because it didn't end. end. It just, Apparently not. they stopped making it. I don't know. I stopped watching. Um, so they did a loosey goosey <laughs> ending is what they did. So I'm uh, a man. I've never been lost. <laughs> 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 I simultaneously right. love and hate everything. So, <laughs> so he goes over to Denise's house. Barry's almost nice because of billboard. What is he? So Denise is like, yeah, I'll go get Zoe. And Barry walks by, has a thing of poker chips. He's like, poker night, sorry, table's full. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Nice face. What? What? Billboards. Oh, yeah, so do- I don't care. And walks off. <laughs> well, then why did you say anything? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he was almost nice. So the billboards are already working. Got married yeah. to be almost nice. And Zoe comes out and, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to be here. They fight all the time. And then they have crazy loud makeup sex. And uh, please. And she's like, er, Paul Rudd, you know, can we just get this back on track? I'm so sorry. I doubted you, but. I know for sure. I want to be with you and I'm really sorry. And <laughs> I'm not talking to Sydney and, you know, let's get this back on track and get out of here. And then I love that Denise and Barry arguing yet again. It's like, she is my best fucking friend. She could stay here as long as she wants. She could fucking move in and live here for the rest of her fucking life if she wants to. I don't fucking care. Also, Peter, they have a whole lot of room at that poker table. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's okay. And then what? Barry's like, okay, if we do this, you're putting on that cheerleader outfit for me. What? Yeah, just like Mexico. Lights on even. Fuck, fine, whatever. Fuck you. Get out of here. Literally <laughs> like he's always- the healthiest argument I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> fine, this is what we're doing, but you're fucking me this way later. Fine, okay. Shut up. <laughs> Everything's just like some sexual bargaining oh, chip. Yeah. Well, if I was married to that is Jamie, Presley, yeah, Jamie Presley, I'd be like, I, I, I used to, we used to have friends like that in Air when I was out in Arizona. Uh, not to get back to Arizona, but like they would like anytime we go out, they're like, hey, you guys want to go have dinner tonight? Or we'd go play cards and stuff at their house and they would just fight. Like that's how their relationship worked. They just fight and fight and fight. And then they just fuck. And then their trailer would be rolling or whatever, you know, but we were driving in their car or in their truck. He had a big Ford and like he's driving. I'm passenger side backseat. My wife, Melanie, is at his driver's side backseat. And then his wife, Amy, is is shotgun. And they're just fighting like freaking just yelling and stuff. And this is how it was a lot of times when we'd go out, like they just fight mm-hmm. and we'd awkwardly sit in the back and then like they're fighting. And then she just does the fine, whatever, and turns her head towards the window and just stares out the window with her, you know, face by the window. And since I'm diagonal to him, he turns around to me 
gives me this big grin and like a wink. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's Dan about to do? And then he just jerks the wheel right. No. While we're driving down the way, he hard jerks right. Her head goes bonk right off the glass. And then it was like unleashing a wild bobcat in there. Like, I'm like, oh, we're going to die. We're on the freaking <laughs> interstate. She is trying to claw his eyeballs out while he's driving at 80 miles an hour. This is the, we should this have not accepted go. this. <laughs> yeah, Me, no. Nick, Arizona. Man, this is where people die. <laughs> I, that's what I'm telling you. The worst state in the union. I fucking hate Arizona. Well, there's Missouri. <laughs> there's also nebraska i'm sorry i <laughs> yeah i me and arizona have never got along um all right so now they're they're made up um sydney's struggling you know he's walking his dog all sad it poops on the beach and he's not even acknowledging it not that he ever did but he used to like at least turn around and try to deal with the people yelling at him about it but he's like He's in a coat with a scarf and he's all bundled up, but he's it's summer on a beach bugs. in LA, <laughs> you know, and his little dog. And he's just so sad. Poor Sydney. Um, and he keeps trying to call his other friends. Like, what the fuck is it? Legoland that you have to go every weekend. <laughs> well, can, can I go with you? <laughs> <laughs> and all his friends, of course, are busy. He's like, fuck, Peter was right. Um, he finally watches chocolate. You know, you see him. He's even like drying up tears <laughs> as he's watching it and stuff. At Peter. the masturbation station, which made it a yeah. little weirder. Yeah, well, they're happy <laughs> tissues and sad That's tissues. Happy tissues and sad tissues. <laughs> um, oh. Finally has lunch again with that old man, you know, <laughs> and he's like, I'm glad you called me, Peter. I'm glad I called too. Hey, what are you doing on, what was the date, July 30th or something? Yeah, something. He's like, I'm a fucking 87-year-old man. What the fuck do you think I would have going on? <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, Colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colonoscopy. I know death. <laughs> heart attack yeah so he invites old, the little old man um and he gets to work has tons of messages from people like everybody's like i want you to sell my house i want you to do this for me i saw i love it oh you know license to sell oh that's hilarious please sell my house for me and then even a message from ferrigno um oh no first we get one from doug Peter, it's Doug. Listen, I saw the billboards. You know, uh, I'm sorry about all the horror stuff. If things don't work out with you and Sydney, you know, you can Facebook me. <laughs> Thomas movie. Lennon is always like a really random character thing. Like a he's a small time character actor, other than like Reno 911. But he's always fucking perfect. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. He has found his niche and there's nobody that can do it like Thomas Lennon. It's great. And then Ferrigno calls and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I doubted you. I've told Tevin to go fuck himself. I'm putting you back on this exclusive. Have all the paninis and open houses you want. You're the fucking man, you know? And also Tevin and, is a stupid ass name. And then, yeah, also Tevin sucks, but he's coming up again. Like, okay, let's get, get on this. And this is where Paul Rudd finally nuts up and slaps him. And he's like, did you just open hand slap me? Yes. Never punched any before. I'm not really sure how it works. <laughs> because I wanted to cause you physical pain, but I've never hit anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never hit anyone in the face and didn't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful Paul Rudd. Such a sweetheart. And then he just goes, Tevin, stay the fuck away from my listing and just walks off. And Tevin's standing like, holy shit. But as soon as Paul Rudd walks off, he looks at like the secretary, like, with this wide eye, like, holy fuck, I can't believe I just did that. Look on his face. Like, he's just as shocked as everybody else. Hey, Caroline. Walk it off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my last note of the movie. <laughs> so we get to the wedding day. You know, 
Zoe's having mimosas and Haley's there. She's like, I'm going to get another one. Don't you want to finish that? Oh, yep. You chugged it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which and is she's why looking- I'm drinking a mimosa today. Yeah. Uh, she looks out and she sees Peter's wedding party, which is his dad, his brother, uh, Lou Ferrigno, the little old man, Thomas Lennon. And I think there was one more person in there. Yeah, it's like everybody that he everybody ever did anything met. with, yeah. And then she sees Paul Rudd standing there by himself, and he like slept at the base a little bit and kind of looks out at the ocean sadly, and she's like, oh, okay, fuck. <laughs> so she calls Sydney, who's already on his Vespa. He was already headed, already <laughs> had his tox on, on, on and everything. He was headed that way. And he's like, yeah, uh, I guess if I, you know, hurry up. if I get, hurry up and get my things together, I, I could make it by, by the vowels. Sure, yeah, yeah, let me, let me go and do that. And he's already on the way. Like she wouldn't have been. I know he had his earbuds in and stuff, but there's no way that that much road noise isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um. So. And. So then, what they're getting up there, and uh, Dad gives a nice moment. But right before Peter, you know, steps up to the altar, he's like, "I want you to know." He has Paul Rudd on one hand and Andy Samberg on the other. Goes, "I want you to know that you are both my best friends." And Hank Mardugas. Oh. And then we look over and Hank Mardugas is sitting there yeah, next, next to, to Jane Curtin <laughs> and waves. <laughs> and there's fucking, that's it. This Hank Mardugas joke finally paid He also off. gave the ring to, to Andy Samberg. Because yeah. he didn't have his best man. Right. Well, why not your dad? Your dad's Which right Andy there. was like, oh my God. You know, then, so it was a nice touching yeah. moment. It's going to be spoiled in a second. <laughs> it's just like it was. It was like, because he hugs him and that's when the dad's like, you are both my best friends. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> it's just always a little pause. And Hank Mardukas. I fucking love it. Um, so now Sydney does show up. And I like he's, you know, they're at the, if anybody. No, they're not even at the protesting part. Whatever. He walks in, he's like, scream something. And no, I, I thought it, they did get to that. Like, where it's like. Speak now forever, hold your breath. Yeah, they they kind of had it merged maybe. in the beginning. And so he, I like he's coming down the aisle and he's still like doing the the wedding march kind of walking, even though he's yeah. by himself kind of down the aisle, I'll walk awkwardly. And Frigno's like, Oh, you son of a bitch. He goes, no, no Frigs. I'm not here to protest. Yeah. I'm not, I just need to say something, please. Yeah. And then Frigno, Frigno, says, Frigno is in the wedding party. Yes. Yeah, so Frigno's great. in the wedding party. And then looks over at Thomas Lennon. And he's like, it's that guy. I choked him out. Yeah. Out. And like even flexes his arms, like out. <laughs> Choke that dude out. Um, so we get this whole sweet speech of like, here's, I wanted to give you this. And he gives him this check for $8,000. Like, that's what the money was for. Yeah. I know it's hard to believe, but I am actually really good at investing in my job, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, totally. It totally paid off. Yeah. I figured when I saw the frigs here, you know, that, that, it, that it all worked out for you. Um, and they make up and we get this whole thing about, I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, bro. Heim. I love you, whatever. It goes on for a bit. And they say the thing we do get, I love gotcha. you, man. Officially. They'd say the thing. And then it's like, even finally the priest is like, okay, can we fucking do this already? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they get married and kiss the bride and all that. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. We get the, oh, there's a plane flying over, you know, congratulations, Peter. And it, there's a leprechaun and he'll sell your house. And which makes me laugh because and... it's a good old callback to, yeah, all the time. Why does that... everything I do sound like a fucking leprechaun? <laughs> So, and that's that's it. That's end of I love you, man. Let's go around and do our thoughts. We'll start Anthony? with you, coach. Ah, oh, I can go first. It's Anthony, fine. go first. 
Uh, no, this is, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time and I don't know why I waited this long to rewatch it. Cause this movie is a funny movie. It's got freaking great stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of cringe in it, but the cringe just makes it even funnier. So yeah, no, this is, if this movie is on, I won't pass by it. I'll watch it again. Cause it's a, it's a funny movie. All so right. this was my first time seeing this movie. I mean, I, I kind of knew the premise once Nick's like, yeah, it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked it, and I'm glad I saw it. I would call it a light rewatch for me. I don't know if I would be like, oh, let me go dig in my DVD cabinet for it specifically. But if I happen to be like flicking through some channels and it was on, then I might stop and watch it. But yeah, I would say a light rewatch. I mean, it was funny as hell. I'm glad I saw it, but it's not like it's not up there with space balls for me where I will watch that all day, every day. You do like balls. So... (laughs) <laughs> All right. She doesn't care for the gooch as much as the balls. Not the gooch. Well, gooch. that's just a wise move. I would favor balls over gooch also. I think it's a... I'm a shaft man. <laughs> Damn right. Um, the more you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I love this movie. Ever, like Even from the first... I, don't, I didn't see it in theaters, I don't believe. I think this was a rental. Um... But yeah, I've I've always loved it every time. I don't know how many times I've seen it, but it still cracks me up, even though I know exactly what's going to happen and what the jokes are. Um, I don't ever seek it out other than, you know, when it comes up alphabetically. But uh, <laughs> I've never I'll never pass by it. Like when I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. And I'll just put that on. So uh, definitely a rewatch, but I guess I have to stumble upon it. And I believe it's on HBO. I watch it on HBO Max. So I, I believe it that it's on HBO it's on Max. Netflix too. Oh, it? maybe I'll, no, that's it. I watched it on Netflix. A lot of the ones lately have been HBO Max. This one was Netflix. Yeah. So it's out yeah. there to get if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Very good. So there we go. We'll say that's a three way. Yeah. Three, three ways are always funner with Elise. <laughs> <laughs> Much more so than with Manny. That's for sure. That's, this is a funner airtight. Manny. <laughs> Manny needs to shower more and then maybe it would be more fun. <laughs> Yeah, with all that bike riding, bud, we've been meaning to talk to you about this. You gotta. <clears throat> anyway, we can't keep picking on him. He's not even here to defend himself. Poor Manny. Poor He's Manny. The sweetest. He'll be back. He's the sweetest little idiot this side. <laughs> <laughs> we love our mans. All right. So if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at Their Watch Party. You can find us on Facebook at The Rewatch Party. Email us at The Rewatch Party at gmail.com. What do you think about Lou Ferrigno or. Making out with Thomas Lennon. Or being projectile vomited on by Paul or Rudd. Being projectile vomited on by better Paul Rudd than an infant. So <laughs> that's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> always always love to hear from you, so never hesitate to email us. But if you're gonna email us, you might as well throw out a special episode request. That's Ooh. right. Now that we are a ranked movie review podcast, we are on the top one hundred charts. We have charted, and that's all because of you, <gasps> listeners. Guys. So as a thank you, we will let you tell us what to watch. You have until midnight, December 31st, Central Standard Time. Email the rewatch party at gmail.com. Email. And all rules off the table. It doesn't have to be alphabetical. It doesn't even have to be anything I own or have seen before. You just it have could to be email. Anything you want. You just got to email us. Only stipulation is that. So none of this requesting on Twitter stuff. Bullshit. So get those requests in and then also don't forget about our tournament of champions, our sister show where we rate the popularity and veracity of 
fictional characters. Mm-hmm. Um, seemingly for no reason, honestly. <laughs> sometimes Other it's than, sometimes it's strength, sometimes it's sometimes just it's, because. Yeah, it doesn't or matter. Or because the hamburger dime deemed it so. The hamburger dime rules all. More so than the ring, the hamburger dime. That, that shit ain't going anywhere near Mordor. Yeah. So uh, you can uh, find our polls up there on Twitter or Facebook. We we do polls to pick the characters from each movie, and then also polls that decide how the battles play out. So your votes do matter. Make sure you get them in on either of our social media pages. Join us next week as we watch the movie that started as a comedy and has since turned into a documentary, Idiocracy. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony and Elise, and thanks for rewatching. Bye, y'all. Please twit your naughty bits to us. At the dawn of the 21st century, the Army began a top-secret experiment. Meet Joe Bowers, our first subject for the human hibernation experiment. As you know, this is highly classified. However, if successful, we believe humans can be stored indefinitely. However, the trial run was prone to human error. See you in a year. And Joe slept slightly longer than expected. Half a millennium, to be exact. From Mike Judge, creator of Office Space and Beavis and Butthead. Oh my God! (laughs) If you were the smartest person in the world... This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one goes in your mouth. And we're stuck with the dumbest people in history. If you have one bucket that holds two gallons, and another bucket that holds five gallons... How many buckets do you have? Two? What would you do? Excuse me, um, I'm actually supposed to be getting out of prison. You're in the wrong line. I'm the smartest guy in the world? Says who? The IQ test you took in prison. You got the highest score in history. Even smarter than President Camacho. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of America! In the year 2505, we got this guy. He's gonna fix everything. So you smart, huh? The ordinary will be considered extraordinary. I thought your head would be bigger. Idiocracy. For the smartest guy in the world, you're pretty dumb sometimes.